You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday, I hope. Uh, yeah, it's Monday. I hope. It is mm-hmm. Monday, all day long. All day long. And if things seem off, which they shouldn't, I feel like our recording, like I could probably just sneak by and no one would ever notice. Um, if if you hear some extra noises, I'm not where I normally am. Mm. So if you hear an extra yeah. car or something like that, I know my my road at home is is loud enough already. But uh, it's usually the animals we contend with, right? But here, <laughs> there is a highway outside. I'm I'm on. I don't want to say I'm on vacation. It's not a vacation. No, <laughs> I'm yeah. visiting. Well, I mean, I guess. visiting another state. Yeah, well, Let's just put it that relative way. these days. I yeah. Guess. And and I am. I did have this this thought in my head, like the thought process. I was like, so I'm traveling, and I'm giving people hell for going out during the pandemic. Yeah. And then I'm like, so now I'm being that person. But I am taking my precautions. I'm not being that guy. I've walked yeah. around and terrified numerous people with my uh, Jason Voorhees <laughs> mask. <laughs> People, I swear to God, I had people staring like, what? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, what are you? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you're staring at me. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I did this to myself. Got it. I've, I've tried <laughs> to limit where I'm going, uh, you know, because obviously we need stuff, but get the bare essentials, mm-hmm. stop for gas and go. So right. it's not like we're out part like because uh, my my wife's. Uh, parents, so I guess my in-laws were wanting us to come out to some bar that they go to, and it was like, nah, mm. nah. Bars especially right now. I mean, you drink, you get a little too comfortable, mm-hmm. you tend to lean in and talk closer to people. Yeah, that's yeah, it's the one area where uh, not yet. Yeah, no, it's it just doesn't didn't seem like the smart thing to do. We did get our alcohol, but. In the slowest liquor store ever. Ah. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> the people in front of us, it was just like, why is, it, why is this taking so long? Well, it could be a long week this week. So maybe they need to stock up, you know? There were three people in front of me, and it took 15 minutes, and they walked out with small bags. Oh, dear. Wow. And it's yeah. like, what is going on? on like t- there was a point where i was like is there another look li- because i don't know the area but i was asking right. my sister-in-law i was like is there another spot we can go because mm-hmm. i would i would rather just go there at this point because this room is getting crowded for one and two this is taking forever right. and i don't understand why i couldn't wrap my head around it, it was just 
What, For why? all you know, it could have been one customer holding up the whole line with the cashier, too. And they're just like, man, yeah, <laughs> just, it could can be. you pay and get out of the line? Oh, yeah. For me, it was just like, here's my shit. I'm gone. Uh, thank you. And I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. But hopefully I will come back home COVID free. That's yes. the plan. Please. Please. Because I don't, I, again, doing this, it, it already kind of makes me nervous. I mean, they're even, the in-laws are like, hey, let's go out for, for breakfast before you go out. And I'm like, eh, no. Nah. Mm. Yeah. It's not comfortable with it. I can't help it. No, I, I, I'm the same way. Like, it, it, yeah. it's one of those double-edged swords, too, because they feel for those people. They need to work. They need to have their jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was one of those people for more than half my life who depended on tips and things like that to make my living. Mm-hmm. But I also get the, I uh, just not, not there yet. Because yeah. if we were all on the same page with how we were going to do precautions and everything, I'd probably feel better. But there's, like, enough percentage of people that can wreck it for the rest of us trying to do the right thing that it's like well unfortunately i don't want to have to deal with you so that particular brand of person so i'm just uh, even even like on my birthday my parents took me out Mm -hmm. but like for took me out for dinner but the place was so dead that i felt kind of comfortable about it like if i would have shown because this wasn't like your big fancy O'Charlie's or, or Chili's or something like that. This mm-hmm. was like a little local business. A little mom and pop place. Yeah, hole in the wall that you wouldn't bat an eye at. And there was like maybe one other couple in there when we got there. And I was comfortable with that because I was like, mm-hmm. they're over on that side of the room. We're over on this side of the room. Perfect. Right. It wasn't until people started coming in a little bit more by the time we were done. It was like, all right, now it's time to go. Go, go, go. But, yeah, I just, um, I don't know. Anyway. We'll get there hopefully again one day. Hopefully one <laughs> we'll get day. get there one day. I just, I mean, I don't I don't like, this is where we're at, but this is where we're at. We can't help it. This is life now, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got anything you just want to chit-chat BS about? Because I got, I got two little tidbits. Oh, I, I mean, no. No? No. I feel like I'm the only <laughs> one doing this. <laughs> I know. I guess I should start contributing to it. Well, I mean, I don't you know. don't I, have to. I, uh, just, I, I don't mind the, the conversation afterwards. Okay. You know, we're, right. who knows what we're doing anymore, you guys. Right. In life, mm-hmm. in general, the whole thing. I mean, these, these <laughs> the things that I bring up or I want to talk about, I feel like... Could be good conversation pieces for our for our audience, and maybe just things I just want to let them know. Because the first thing I do have uh, is I think this is big. I'm I'm excited. Uh, mm. Thank you to Bunny for a twenty five dollar donation on Patreon. Woo, Bunny! Yeah, so well played. Thank you, thank you. That's that's our highest paid uh, donor. So nice. I'm hooray. Woo. Someone someone <laughs> no, that's is believing in, right. in what we're doing. So we're 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 getting a few more patrons. How about there that? We go. I Just love it. wait. Just wait till you see the animation. Just wait. Mm-hmm. We flooding in. I don't know. So Bunny, if you're watching, li- watching, Christ. Watching. You're more listening. Copy. You're listening <laughs> to this, but you will be immediately watching four episodes of 
Super yes. Mega Crash Adventures right now, if you haven't already. So Maybe get on twice. that. Yep. And now that we, since uh, nice little segue, uh, mm-hmm. I have the final missing piece for episode five, and I think that's what's going to get me motivated more to do it because mm-hmm. now all my, I have everything I need to complete it. Just got to piece the puzzle together now. Yeah, actually. I just I. I honestly feel like that's what it was. It was just like I needed that puzzle piece. Otherwise, it was just like, why why bother? Because I'm going to have to redo it all again and mm-hmm. do all this. So why even start on it? Now I have all my pieces and I have no excuse. Right. Yay. So I'm excited. So at least a, a productive trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless. There you that, go. That was one, one thing that I'm, I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did several line readings. I haven't told anybody who it is. So you'll just have to find out on your own, but secrets. Uh, I I I feel like we got what we needed, and even in doing so, kind of makes me want to go back and and because I I gotta go back and listen to the way my lines are read because You're the more torture yourself with it. I know, but <laughs> as I was sitting there reading the lines, I was like, surely I, this is how I did that, mm. and. I don't know. I felt like my energy was different. Like I should have been recording that as well, but I wasn't in my usual spot. Sure. So we'll, I, I don't know. We'll, I'll wait and see how it all comes. I'm sure comes it'll together. be glorious, and you're just gonna overthink it. I might. I might be. Because <laughs> I've I, I've even forgotten how you and Todd did your lines. Oh yeah, it's and been we so long. usually re-record anyway. <laughs> yeah. So who knows. I usually and, said you like five versions and then I get surprised when I watch it, which one made it in, you know, it's mm. my, my little surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last thing I want to bring up just out of sheer frustration, because this was just one of those guys just makes me continually not want to be on YouTube. Mm. I got yet another copyright strike and I get, out I, in get force. It. I get it. I get it. But this was a video that has been on my channel for 12 years. Yep. Ballpark. And, ironically enough, this was the original version of the remastered version that got banned by YouTube for... uh, what what do they call it? Self harm. Self harm. Yeah, uh, and I still had the original up, and I was like, "Well, um, if that's what you're gonna do, then I've still got this one up." And clearly, you didn't see that. And now, and now, I'm telling you, man, they're out in force. Mm. They're out in force. Like it's been a it's a been a big topic the last couple of weeks. I don't think it's just YouTube. Obviously, not just YouTube, but um, at least with YouTube, they have their algorithms and things figured out to where. Like, you don't get banned or DMCA mm. struck. You just lose whatever monetization uh, you would have received from that video. It would just go to the rights holder. Right. What's interesting about that, I don't even know who the rights holder of the music in the video even went to. Like, who to even credit it to. Because if I'm not mistaken, I pulled that from an old quake game <laughs> that could be too though 
and we're I've talking had that like before when I uploaded a video I played of Simulacra to YouTube. I got dinged almost in 20 minutes for the menu music. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're not playing around anymore, man. These these labels that own these music and stuff like that, they've figured out these other platforms now exist, and uh, they're going to be cracking down on some people for sure. But who in the hell even... They don't care. They just want their money, man. Well, they banned it. So, I mean, it's like... No I always thought it was it. hilarious when I got them because I don't get any kind of monetization off my channel on YouTube regardless. Mm. So I just always went, nah, fine, whatever. Like, <laughs> just And it's it's the oddest thing, too, because it plays throughout pretty much. It's There is talking over it, which I know is one of those uh, things that they, they always mention. Or it seems to be like, like a gray area is if it's, right. there's talking like, over the music. Like, is it fair use? Is it, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's so stupid. They just took it down again. And oh, another, they took it down, huh? Like, it's blocked completely. Oh, wow. Okay. So no one can, can view it because of this music that was not a problem up until two days ago. It's just probably the first time whatever systems they're using picked it up because they've been combing that if you pay attention to twitch twitter there's mm. i just don't it's know coming down hard where you could even find this music anywhere on the internet like i didn't even know the name of it and they even told me the name of it and that was bizarre because <laughs> i was like wow that's what it was called cool thanks it took 12 years and yeah. a and a copyright strike for me to finally figure out this song yeah. well at least there's that <laughs> yeah i got that now and i don't even have a copy of it anymore i don't know like it's again i had it when yeah. i made it and beyond that who knows no clue yeah yep. never had it i don't again. know how those things work somebody coded up something brilliant that can just comb and catches a few bars and Meh, hours. Well, yeah, I've just, I'm, I, I, again, I do understand copyright law. I do get it, mm-hmm. but the, the YouTube thing and the, the censorship and, and all that, it's just, it's really starting to get on my nerves a lot more. So, well, uh, we can thank our governments and our laws and stuff for that. But, <laughs> but hey, working off the same thing from 1998, maybe an update mm-hmm. is overdue since the internet is vastly different than it was then. <laughs> I mean, they can have all the money they want. You know, I don't mind that because I'm not making any money on it. No one's paying me for it. But, right. you know, hey, um, when when the time comes, you know, I'll gladly pay you royalties for it. But banning it or, or blocking it completely, that's the yeah, part that's that strange. Bo- which ones actually get blocked and which just go, all right, you can leave it up, but we're taking yeah. your money. Like, I don't understand what the difference is between the companies and when they choose to do that over the other. Yeah, they can take the whole 12 cents all day long. I don't care. I mean, that they're not getting anything from me. I'm not a big creator. Right. If I had <laughs> 1 million subscribers and that video had 50,000 views or... 500,000 people, whatever it is that would warrant this. But now it's just like, damn you. I, I couldn't even tell you how many views it had. I'm sure it's minuscule compared to the larger streamers, content creators. Gosh, yeah. You're getting dick from me. <laughs> right. You know? But they, they want it, though. <laughs> but here you go. There's a penny. I don't get it. 
So there's you a know penny what? to be made. I'm just gonna say this, and and people just hear me out. Uh, if you see some of my content disappear from YouTube, uh, I promise you it's gonna wind up somewhere else until okay. it doesn't we'll exist. We'll find it at home. Yeah. It, oh, it's gonna be somewhere else. I'm just trying to figure out a way to do it, how to approach it. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna find a new home. Make it work. What have you been playing? So I don't know why Slay of the Spire has still been ruining its ugly head. I did get a little bit more with Black Sad in, though. It's cute. It's cute. I need to, to find the time to actually sit down and finish it because something tells me it's not an insanely long game. Like, it doesn't feel like it would be one of those types of games. I bet I could get another three or four hours and probably have it beat. But it's really cute. So mm-hmm. if you like, like, the choose-your-own-adventure kind of like games, I think you would find it cute. We got it on sale. Yeah. For my birthday, so well, you yeah. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then that the the last Frostpunk DLC, man. Like I I tried it again, and and the the reviews on that one were mixed. Mm-hmm. I tend to not really go for the reviews a lot of the time. I mean, everyone's got their own opinion on their version of what they like in a game, and um, but I guess I kind of see what the gripes were, but I don't dislike it. And maybe I shouldn't have read some of the reviews to cut, you know, like it didn't sway me in my wanting it or wanting to play it or anything like that. But um, considering the level of difficulty all the other scenarios have had, um, yeah, this one wasn't as difficult or as long. So if you were complaining because of those, considering it seemed like you were getting more bang for your buck out of the other DLCs, then I get it. You know, mm. uh, but as far as how it played or anything like that, I, I enjoyed it well enough. It was the first one that I got through probably on my first try, second try. So that already is leaps and bounds over the other one because it, it eh, whatever that says about me, sometimes it took me a few tries to, to figure out what the formula for that scenario was going to make it successful, you know, to get all of what would be considered, I guess, the good ending for each scenario or as many people lived as possible and you supposedly led you know good and not evil and all Mm. of that so um but i liked it but i could see why the reviews were kind of mixed if we're basing it on just like the length of content and the level of difficulty that we've gotten out of past dlcs so for the final one of the series yeah all right i guess i could see we would like it bigger, better, longer, maybe harder even than the other scenarios, but it is what it is, and I can still enjoyed it. Mm. All right, <laughs> so, I feel like I'm an easier person to please in the gaming circles, though, than most people. Um, but then outside of that, yeah, I just poked it on my Fallout shelter, and mm. for some reason, I've been playing a game dev simulator at <laughs> night on my on my tablet. You know, like before bed, and then usually I fall asleep and wake up, and they're still sitting at their desk, like, hey, which, yeah, I was like, yeah, I totally just passed out before I even (laughs) turned you off. (laughs) It's a cute game. It's a cute game. I'm making lots of money now. It only took me about 16 in-game years to start making a few million bucks. Wow, wow. Yeah. Maybe there's hope. I think the timeline on it just goes way faster than like the game itself will allow. Cause I feel like, like really by year 10, I'm just now getting like an office. Okay. Mm. Am I just that bad or does time just move too fast in this game? <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it's cute. And it's, it's uh, I haven't been getting into anything too in-depth over the last several months, I could tell. Like, just mm-hmm. haven't sat down to really sink my teeth into, like, a really meaty game. And maybe I just, I'm waiting for that one to come along again. That just, oh. You know how you're just so freaking excited to play it. And you just want you could. That's all you thought about. And like as Absolutely. soon as you were done with work or whatever you had to do, that's just what you wanted to do. And uh, I haven't had one of those in a while. So, mm-hmm. what about you? Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean there was a. I, I probably didn't play it as much as I did uh, in weeks prior. Um, I'll just say because someone else was using the Switch. I'll just leave it at that. But uh, I did get to play uh, a good amount. Uh, I've almost gotten every single shrine quest, which will then free me up to do other things that I should be doing. (laughs) You know, main story. story. But I can't help doing all that. I did actually finish a very cool side mission because a lot of the side missions in this game, from what I've seen, have been, hey, uh, I'd like... Uh, some some bugs or whatever and you're just like all right cool uh, i'll go collect you the bugs and you give them to him like oh great cool and here's some money and i'm like all right cool uh but there was this one where you're in this town i can't remember the name of it hanteno village or something like that anyway uh you'll find these carpenters off in the back and they're just sitting there beating on this house and you start talking to them and you find the option where it's like, you know, they're like, hey, we're going to tear this down. It's no good. And then you can say, well, I'll buy it. And they're like, well, you got to go talk to the boss and do all that. And obviously it's not cheap. You know, it's like, well, if you want this house, it's going to cost you. And then he'll get, throw out like some crazy number. And he was like, okay, okay. Well, for you, if you'll help <laughs> out, I'll do it for, I think it was like three grand or three thousand rupees or whatever it started off at 10 trillion dollars it's like wait a minute (laughs) and then so you do the side quest you get your house and then you can upgrade it and of course that costs a lot of money if you want it to look really really nice Mm -hmm. and they'll do all this construction furnish your house and then you can even any blades or shields or whatever that you find you can decorate it with which is kind of neat Mm-hmm. So then you have your own little place that you can just kind of come back to. You can sleep. You can store some of your stuff. I mean, it's not... It could be better not complaining uh, when I say that. I just mean that, you know, they it could have maybe given you a box to maybe mm-hmm. stash. But since you have limited amount of space in your arsenal, and that's why all your weapons break, maybe you could collect some, drop some off, and then have a, a stash you can come back to as mm-hmm. opposed to just three slots on a wall. Just saying. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Suggestion box. <laughs> but uh, that then kicks off another one to where one of the construction guys gets sent on a mission to start building a town off, like, farther away. So then you go find him. And I actually remember running into this little spot, and it just seemed so odd when I found it originally. It was just like this little patch of land off on a cliff. And he's like, okay, well, what's here? And I was looking around. There was nothing there. And I was like, all right, cool. But this is where he starts to build his town. And then he asks you to do. He's like, hey, could you uh, give me some wood? Here's just some wood. He's like, you know what we need here? We need someone who can help me break up some rocks. Uh, If you can find someone, that'd be great. Well, then you bounce around all through the world and you find one person. And then it just becomes a cycle of finding someone new to help him 
build his town into something bigger until eventually it becomes a flourishing town that's you know has shops it has people of all shapes and sizes uh it's like and then, a little animal crossing town right? yeah now you're just booming mm-hmm. so it, it literally becomes the the hub in which you could find anything you're looking for if you need a like a, a special gem like a diamond or a ruby or something like that boom done if you need arrows there's a shop for that if you need clothes there's a shop for that so it's it's really neat oh cool i thought that was the 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 best most rewarding side mm. quest thus far but Fine. not to say some of the others aren't really cool, but... Well, now yeah. that you'll get around to them all. Right, exactly. <laughs> now that you've done your exploring, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I've tried to go ahead and... I guess I, I don't know why I'm being so indecisive, because I wasn't indecisive when it came to going to the Zora place, mm-hmm. the, the the very first one. But I've I've gone to all three areas in which the next Divine Beast sits. And I'm just trying to decide which one should I start with first. And I don't think it matters mm. because we've stated time and again, the game lets you play however you want. So there is no right or wrong way. It's just what do you want to do? And I guess I'm, I need maybe just a little bit of direction. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just say, okay, which one? look which it up. Well, I, I've even done that. And I was like, so so which one would you... And they're just like, this game allows you to do whatever you want. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> All just right, like, what would you suggest? What would you recommend? Which right. would be the, the smarter way? Which one would pay off more? Like even, I'll be honest with you, the, like when you beat it, or when you beat, I almost said when you beat it, like a five-year-old, when you beat it, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, when... You defeated or unleashed or unlocked or whatever the hell they want to call it with the Divine Beast in the Zora area, you got the power or an, a special ability that came with rescuing the old spirit from your past or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a a bonus life, if you will. So like, as long as it's charged up, as long as it's ready to go... If you lost all of your energy, this thing would revive you, plus give you extra hearts to get by. Okay. But then it takes about 10 minutes to recharge before it'll happen again. So that, so I'm curious what the, the that ability would be in the next area, hence why I'm so hesitant, because I was like, which one would benefit me more now? Because that one has been, that's been fantastic. Yeah, because I've had those moments where I've I've overplayed my hand, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm I'm not prepared for this, and then, boom, this comes in and saves my ass long enough for me to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. So which one would be better? I don't know. Yeah, I guess you got to play it old school. Just do a thing and figure it out afterwards, and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll I'll get distracted with something because I've also trying to been uh, trying to beef up my armor. Mm-hmm. And all it requires is just some great fairies and whatever uh, parts that I can find, bugs mm-hmm. or monster parts or whatever it is. And I finally found a way to track them. Like, I've had the ability to do so, but I've never used it. And now that I realize how handy it is, um, I'll probably get distracted doing that. <laughs> hey. You're you're enjoying the game to its fullest. That's right. So, but yeah, it, it'll be Breath of the Wild, uh, 
at least maybe until Thanksgiving. I don't want to say it. I mean, I know that sounds quite a while. I know it's it's making Todd angry because he keeps asking, <laughs> you played Ghost of Tsushima yet? No. He's like, God, why? Just put it in. Just play it. And I said, I have put it in. It's loaded and it's ready to go. I just have not played it yet because I want to finish this one first. Right. Just don't Patience. understand. Patience. Yeah. But anyway, what do you got in the way of news? It was a lighter news week, but a couple of goodies, mm-hmm. I think. All I right. feel it'll just start off with the delay, the delay of the week that, of course, we all were probably anticipating. But yes, yeah. Cyberpunk has been delayed yet again. I think the fourth time now. I want to say originally, what, April, then like June, then September or something. I don't remember anymore. But it wasn't delayed too far off. But I know still a bummer regardless. The reasoning this time is working hard to get the current generation versions working as they have all of the Xboxes, the PlayStations, PC, etc. to have working at the same time. The PC version, they assure us, is already done and in the bag. So that makes, you know, me a little salty. I'm like, fine, let me have it first. But <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But uh, I get it. I get it. So December 10th is now the new perspective date. But, you know, don't be upset. <laughs> I don't hold my breath on this one. Uh, but also note, we we understand people are frustrated. Uh, but this whole sending the developers death threats thing, it's just, it's just got to stop. It's a game. Do you think these developers have been working on it for the last five years and pouring their heart and soul into it? Want to just keep you from playing it? Uh, so, of course, a few of the developers have tweeted out over the week, uh, you know, that we understand you're upset. Some of you took time off work, you know, all of this. But sending death threats to me and my family, it's not going to get you the game any sooner. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to go into great detail because they did post some messages that they were receiving and it was all disgusting and gross and made me sick to my stomach. But just it's a game, people. Yeah. I will never understand this sick mindset that because you were upset about not getting to play a game when you wanted that that means they need to die. Their life is more important than that game and you getting to play it. So calm down. If I may. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, taking time off of work to play a game doesn't seem like the most adult thing to do, but I'm just I'm going to I'm going to let that lie to each his own. I to can't judge. I've done it once. Okay, I've to each his own. <laughs> Second of all, you mentioned the death threats. Yes, yes, all that stuff. You know how some people like to argue games aren't for kids? Games aren't for children. Stop acting like children. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, just maybe, people might take gaming a little more seriously as opposed to thinking... And it's for children because the gamers act like children when they don't get their toy. I, I, I will never understand. I will never understand. This has been a trend that's been on an uptick a lot more this year, maybe because people are just sitting at home with more things to, you know, or less things to do with their time. So they're focusing in and honing in on these things more so than they should be. But God damn. There are plenty of other games out there. Oh, my God. I guarantee you there are plenty of really, really good games that these whiny little bitches have not even played yet Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't appeal to me. Why? Because you're not 
killing something or or whatever. Yeah. You're not beating something up. How about try something new? Maybe you'll grow up a little. Everyone has I a mean, backlog of something. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Yeah. God, for yes. sure. Somebody has a backlog out there. Gamers were built for a pandemic. Don't give right? me that bullshit. You have nothing to play. I mm. have plenty to play. Oh, my God. It's insane how much I have to play. Yeah. I think I have games that I will never touch. And I hate that I'll never touch them. But they just they have gotten lost mm-hmm. in a sea of so many games that it would literally take me stopping everything for an entire year, having nothing to do. No doubt. To actually get around to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe, right? If we're lucky. I mean, yeah. especially with me like streaming and the keys that I would get and the giveaways that would people would do and stuff. And I, it's just, it's, it's out of control. But mm-hmm. I'll never understand what goes through a person's mind that they think that that's acceptable behavior in regards they, to something like, or anything really. Mm-hmm. We really they need to start children. placing human life much higher on the rung than it seems like as a society right now we're treating it. So give the developers yeah. breaks. They don't make these calls. They're not the ones deciding to delay or not give it to you. This is coming from their bosses also. Mm-hmm. Chill. Chill. You'll get the damn game. <laughs> yeah. But... Moving on, Ubisoft also delayed a couple of theirs coming out, Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine, uh, which I guess they were loosely scheduled, or at least Far Cry was for, what, February 2021. Uh, So Mm -hmm. now both games are scheduled for anywhere between April 2021 and March 2022. So got a broad window to look out for there. So if you're looking for either of those two games, they've also been delayed as well. There was a couple of other ones, but nothing that I thought we were keeping much of an eye on. No, but, I think uh, Far Cry would have been the bigger the yeah. bigger thing that everyone was looking forward to. Did they get death threats too? Uh, not that I saw, but I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like that's just a knee-jerk reaction now from people that uh, uh, Cyberpunk probably got it worse because of just how many times it's been delayed. I'm not saying that's a good excuse to start it at no. all, but they, they they probably got the worst of it this time just because of the, uh, it's not the first time it was delayed. Right. I honestly feel like developers should just hold their breath, maybe give, maybe give a generalized idea of when they think the game's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Then when it goes gold, really decide okay this is when the game is coming out right because i i feel like when they say when they those promises they make i'm not i'm not trying to blame them and there's a lot of extenuating circumstances that happened this year because i honestly believe if this covid hadn't happened we probably would have been playing the game in april or maybe even the second release date at least maybe yeah yeah um i'm i'm not Again, don't take this like I'm 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 bashing, like I'm on the side of the people who I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, take your time. I, I've said right. that time and again on this podcast. I don't, I don't care how long it takes, as long as you give me a quality game that's worth playing on day one. Right. You take all the time you need. Mm-hmm. I'll be here. Maybe I right, won't. Exactly. Maybe I'll die tomorrow. Well, I, I don't know. know. Yeah. But 
But but I'm still I feel placing like, your life in a higher regard than me getting that game right away. So exactly, <laughs> yeah. I I will wait for the quality in which you want to put into it. If you mm-hmm. sh- feel strongly enough about that game that you want to make it the best it can be, take your time and make it the best it can be. I don't need it right now. Right. I don't. Who knows? Maybe not- it'll come just in time for our next lockdown, and you're gonna have all the time in the world to play it. All the time in the world. You'll be more thankful for the timing by then. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? You don't know. <laughs> so. Well, here's one that could make us smile this week, at least. All right. EA, EA's in some more, some more hot water. Uh, this week we saw what I would like to call maybe a little bit of a reckoning. I don't know. Uh, a judge in the Netherlands ruled that EA should be fined 500,000 euro every week until it removes its loot boxes from its games. Oh. The gaming authority in the Netherlands will be allowed, will be allowed to find EA 500,000 euros every week it sells their loot boxes in FIFA Ultimate Team because in the Netherlands it was found to be in direct violation of their gambling laws. This went down on Thursday last week, and both EA and its Swiss subsidiary will also be fined 250,000 euro weekly, and the subsidiary simply because it sells the game. Uh, So they get both fines because of how EA is structured in Europe. That's going to be a lot of money here. Yeah. So EA tried to rebuke this by saying the contents of its FIFA Ultimate Team, or its FUT as it's known in the game for short, because it's only value is held inside the game and does not translate into real world value. Uh, But the judge said, nah, you best get them out of your game or you're getting the fines. So EA, of course, is going to appeal. And I quote from EA, we do not believe that our products and services violate gambling laws in any way. We are appealing this decision and we seek to avoid a situation impacting the ability of Dutch players to fully experience and enjoy FIFA Ultimate Team. Electronics Arts is deeply committed to positive play. We seek to bring choice, fairness, value, and fun to all our players and all our games. We remain open to discussions with Netherlands Gaming Authority and other stakeholders to understand and explore solutions to address any concerns. So yet another lawsuit in a different country that EA is tied up in. Maybe let's just, is it worth it? I mean, I get it's probably a lot of money, but damn the headaches you're getting, EA. But We money. clearly don't want it. But money. But... But money. But I I, money. I I mean, I guess I need to look at how much these actually make. Because these fines, we're looking at 750,000 euro a week. A week. Lace. 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 A week. Lace. Money. <laughs> a week. Money. I don't understand. Money. Okay, yes. You have to speak their language. Money. You're going to be spending no a lot of money. You know important. Money important. Money. That's true. That's true. Money. (laughs) I I hope Netherlands keeps this up. I hope the fines get steeper each week they decide to keep them in their game. So, and then we still got to watch the the one that they've got going on in Canada too here. So Mm -hmm. they could be paying these fines in every country that they sell their game in at this rate. (laughs) I mean, at this point, just when, when these stories come up, just remember one thing. Money. Money. Money, <laughs> money, money, money. EA is like the biggest. Ah, I don't know. I don't know money. why. I just. 
in my head, they're just the one company I'd love to see you just like go up in a, a heap of flames. But I feel bad because oh, yeah. I know there's a lot of good people <laughs> who work there and develop good games and it's not all their faults. But uh, the it's the higher ups practices. that need to go. Uh, okay, fine. The higher ups need a revamp. There we mm. go. I don't want we I don't need, want all the good developers that work there to suffer, but oh, we need yay. better CEOs in these companies. CEOs that are worried less about their pocketbook and more mm. about everyone in the company because that that always seems to be the case. I think I actually heard and it's God, it's just little things like this. It just makes it so much harder to enjoy the things that you get, mm. you know. Yeah. Like Disney had had apparently laid off X amount of people and then their CEOs got a 10% boost. The audacity. I just, uh, the audacity. I know. It just, it just makes you go, why, why, why do you continue to do this? Because money, we continue to pay for it. They continue to profit money. And the only way they can get a raise each year, because the way we've done hyper-capitalism, is to lay off people. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Whole other whole other topic I could rant about for so long. But hey, let's oh. talk about the Nintendo Direct that happened this week. We can lighten yes. it up. Oh, wait. Yes. You look like you were about to... Well, I was just going to say, uh, just quick side note, since we brought up Disney, Mandalorian Season 2 has started and Episode 1 was really cool, despite what any critics say. I don't care. I love it. <laughs> I love continue. it. Continue. Yeah, continue. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Nintendo Direct, which came up. I, I tell you, now that I'm working during the day, all these things seem to sneak up on me now. And I'm not mm-hmm. just like staring at all the news to happen in real time. Uh, but they showed off a few games that is going to be coming to the Switch. Uh, Bravely Default 2, which is due mm-hmm. out February 26th, like a JRPG turn-based strategy game. That looked cute. I don't Did know if ever... I'd buy it, but I was so intrigued. I'm, gu- I'm guessing you never played the the original. I did not. I've not played any of them. Yeah. I ha- I haven't either. I just I remember the name. I I don't know anything about it that mm-hmm. it comes to mind. So JRPG means it's going to be long, and it probably, probably. made me go. Nah. It just looked like that style. It was the turn based yeah. strategy, kind of like little hints of how Persona played and things like that. Um, you know, had its own unique hook enough of it, mm-hmm. but. Uh, closest i could get to describing the actual gameplay itself fair enough okay well i just i have nothing to add to it i was just like i wanted to know <laughs> if you played that one <laughs> uh let's see and they had some other little smaller goodies that they showed off but the biggest takeaway for some people was the introduction of the new hitman game that'll be coming to the switch hitman 3 uh but the part that the news caught there, of course, was the little message that popped up at the bottom before the trailer played that said, Uh-oh. footage representative of visual quality under optimal conditions. Persistent high-speed internet connection required. Terms apply. So, it's a stream only to the Switch. Wow. So, Didn't they do that before? Yes. Wasn't there a Resident Evil game? Trend. This they seems to be a trend with these larger AAA ones that support because control that's going to the Switch will also be played in this game so or in this way. So, unfortunately, if you don't have high-speed internet and own a Switch, it's probably still not going to play well at all. So, it is cloud-based for those two games. 
I don't know what more to say about it. That's just how it is. So um, I really feel like video game companies are trying to move further into cloud gaming than we're ready for yet as a whole. And I get what they're trying to do, but until everywhere gets better internet. (sighs) I think with the Switch, this is just a matter of convenience because the game is too big. To that actually be fit, because I With know control, that was, I could feel that. Yeah, I think that was one of the concerns. I can't remember what Resident Evil that was, but there was. I'm almost positive it was Resident Evil that they did that with, like one of the games, because they could not get it to fit on the Switch to play. So you had to do the streaming thing, mm-hmm. and it was just about a matter of memory. Yeah, because they do but, have smaller. Hard drives well, out of. They need, they should, uh, look, I, I get what they're trying to do, keep it cheap for innovation's sake or whatnot, but mm-hmm. y- you might need to think about beefing it up a little bit, okay? Keep up. Right. Otherwise, well, you're going to fall behind. Those rumors about the other Switch and the more powerful yeah, one coming, who knows, who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to assume everything's put off until like 10 years from now. Okay. By then, we should be okay, right? I, Maybe? I would hope. I would hope. <laughs> or we're all living underground. Who knows? Mm. We'll see. Knows? And then we'll have plenty of games to play. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any more from that direct? I do. Well, one I figure is probably best coming from you. Are you excited yes. about the No More Heroes ports over to the Switch? Available okay, so, now. Now. So I've debated. I've debated. Maybe it's a good time for me to play now, huh? Yes. Yes. Because I have you. a Switch. I actually you, have a system it plays on now. You need to play it. Okay, if you've never played No More Heroes, now's the time. If you have a Switch, now's the time. Buy them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say that because this this might be divisive. I don't know this from a uh, standpoint of the fan base. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not 100% sure. For me... Story-wise, part one, I would say, is better in certain regards than part two. Okay. In every other aspect, they improved everything in part two. So it's... That's not to say that the story is bad Mm -hmm. in part two. I just felt if you were to compare in ways, part two... I guess the story just do- doesn't have the same impact that one did. Okay. But everything they did in part one, they found a way to improve it in part two. Like For gameplay example, wise, make it- okay. You were about to, yeah, just yeah, just in just in every way, shape, and form. Because in part one, they kind of gave you a, a a city to roam around in, and you can go pick fights and kind of earn money mm-hmm. to help get you into the next match. Because the the way the story plays out is you are part of a tournament. You have to pay the fee to get into the tournament, to the match, to the fight, whoever the assassin you're going to go kill or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you have to pay that fee. So you have to earn money by doing jobs and things like that. So in the first one, they they wanted to kind of give you a a world to play around in. So you had a bike you could drive around. Uh, Say some of your jobs could be as simple as something like mowing a lawn, or, or some other menial task like that, or you could actually find fights 
and just, you know, beat the hell out of somebody or a bunch of guys and goons and stuff like that and earn your money that way. Mm-hmm. But, and of course, you can also change your outfits and whatnot. It's another reason you want to earn your money. Uh, all your extra bonus stuff. Mm-hmm. But in part two, they took away the free roam of the city and just gave you selections of places to go. But for me, that was a smarter way. Okay. Instead of say because the roam in the city, I mean, there you can explore a little bit, but it it felt unnecessary. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Like like they just are, made it open world for it to be big, but there wasn't packed to the brim with things to be running into all the time. Right. I mean, it's not it's not really a big city, so I mean, it's not like Breath of the Wild or, or GTA or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. a, it's pretty small, but it's still just unnecessary overall. You're like. Do I, do I really need to? I mean, you can find stuff. I'm not going to mm. say you can't. I, like, there are little Easter egg things that you can go out and find. Extra clothes, shirts, and things like that. But mm-hmm. it just felt unnecessary. And so, in part two, if you had to go make earn money for a job, they turned them into mini-games, kind of in that same regard. But instead of them being like, um, say, the, the lawn mowing thing. Mm-hmm. You you're essentially playing your 3D character and you're mowing the lawn, and whatever time you earn the money. It's very mm-hmm. simple stuff, simple way to earn some cash. In part two, they turned it into like an eight bit game, and it's so much more fun. Okay, how they how they approach it. So I always loved the jobs and earning that money because they've turned it into yet a different game. So ah, nice. I think you're. I think one of my favorites was uh, like you're cooking burgers or cooking steaks for, for these guys, and you have to cook it how they want it. Sure. So, so they'll walk into the restaurant, and then you have to see the color. So is it rare, medium, or well done? And you have to make sure that you cook it just so and flip it off. So it's all about timing. And <laughs> seeing 8-bit characters, you know, because they, they adhere to that, to that uh, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So you see them get angry and stuff like that, but they also talk every now and again. So it'll be like they they eat their steak and they're like, "Hmm," said, but it has that eight bit sound. There's sure. this one guy like if you screw up his his steak or whatever, he'll be like, "Tastes like shit," and throws it at your face. <laughs> and it's funny hearing that kind of <laughs> yeah. I'm telling that, you, man, you would love the Yakuza games. I really think I would too. Like I, I did. Like after listening one. to you describe this, they kind of have those similar personalities, and I think you would mm. just dig them to death. I did. I did start playing. Was it zero? One of them that I had, and I, I think I had started it playing it in the bedroom, and I just needed to move it out into the living room to finish right. it because I was getting into it. I was like, this mm-hmm. is actually kind of fun. I like the the combat and stuff like that. I think I could get better at it over time, but I just I never. I got lost. Yeah. That's what I No, they're long, so they're definitely a commitment, mm. but uh But no, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I don't know why I'm having this hesitation though. I think I want like I haven't bought them yet even though they mm-hmm. they are I don't know if they are now as of when you the audience are listening to this, but right now as I'm speaking about them, they're 10% mm-hmm. off. So they're only ah. 17.99. Um and it's not a bad deal. Because I paid full price for these games. Like, I was in the moment I heard about them because they just sounded bananas. Right. Uh, but 
I don't know. I don't know why yeah. I'm hesitating because I know I no, want to play it. If you have them, I'll get. Well, do you still have the ability to play them now? Oh yeah, kind of. I, I yeah. have I have them on the Wii. I don't I don't have my Wii particularly set up to play. Like mm-hmm. it's there, collecting dust. <laughs> it's on. I yeah, just probably don't most of like, ours is. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've turned it on, and I don't know when. But I did keep those games because I felt like I'll never see these again. You know, they'll mm-hmm. never get ported. I didn't expect that they would ever come and be ported. I didn't think there would ever be a part three. But here we mm-hmm. are. Here we but are. I guess I'm also holding out hope that maybe it'll find love on new platforms. Maybe I more really, will come in really the future. Hope. Because uh, Travis Strikes Again did wind up on the PlayStation, so yeah. fingers crossed that maybe it'll it'll follow through. I yeah. just don't know if I don't know if it would be a game series that would make it on the Xbox. I'm not saying it couldn't. Right. Uh, I guess it's because how we've talked about that that Eastern audience mm-hmm. that they don't seem to have. True. I, yeah. It, it does seem like it leans into that kind of you've got to kind of be in for it or not, and you. Same, like you said, the Yakuza stuff. Mm-hmm. If if you're into that, you're gonna love this. It's just check it out. so fantastic. I don't know why I it connected so hard with me, but even reading about it in the I think it was a Nintendo Power or a, or a Game Informer, whatever the hell mm-hmm. those magazines. <laughs> right, one of those. But when I was reading just the the breakdown of what this game was and how it worked, I was just like, this just sounds insane. I want to play this. I don't care if it's you know, like not perfect because I don't think they gave it like this massive score. It was just like, mm-hmm. this just sounds nuts, and I, I have to experience this. Mm-hmm. I have to. And I fell in love with it. I'll have to check it out while it's still mm-hmm. on sale. Got to check it yeah. out. But yeah, so we got some fun stuff with that this week. Um, one other thing that I that caught my eye. Now, granted, it wasn't this week. I think it was the week prior, so I have no idea why I missed it. But I just thought this was fun. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Nintendo partnered with VLAN Studios for Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Did you see this? No. Okay, <laughs> like I'm like I'm, this will be interesting to see. There's a small camera, so it comes in like a pack, like you would buy for any other kind of Nintendo add-on, like the the what was the VR one that they had for a while and stuff. So you buy it as its own separate pack. Mm-hmm. And so are you it talking has about a the Mario Kart toy? Oh, you're talking about the AR yes. thing that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has a camera above this toy cart. So this is like a real toy that you're playing in your living room or wherever you play your Switch. And the camera will capture and record your environment as it's moving through and 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 shoot out like obstacles that you would have mm-hmm. had in Mario Kart if you were playing it. So there's actually a cart that's racing around your room um, and it'll respond and stop supposedly with furniture and things of that nature. I'm sure parents are going to love this. Let's just throw that out there. Um, but yeah, you could buy either a Mario version or the Luigi version. I don't know price or battery life or any of those details yet as they're still working on it. But I thought that was kind of interesting. So it's like mm-hmm. you actually play with your Switch and control the car. And then like it has all these AR elements to it. Huh. Yeah. 
And okay. I was watching a little bit of it, and apparently it won't only be Mario Kart 2. There was like a whole schedule of like a list of dates or something that you could play this or that via this AR-esque kind of thing. So there you go. If you want to check that out, you always wanted to kind of play in real life, but also one foot in the uh, <laughs> virtual reality world. There you go. There you go. I still feel like going to a go-kart uh I don't know what I don't know what my brain is trying to look for. The go, the, you actually go go karting and, and the, uh-huh. everybody. Oh, like in like, for real when you actually yeah, sit no, in the car that would and be drive. Some real Mario Kart. People, I don't know how people, you would do that. People other don't than, do real life things anymore. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, it's fun is to dream, this isn't it? Real life? Is this just fantasy? To see caught in a landslide no escape bro <laughs> okay before we <laughs> should we should we continue long. should we continue that uh, actually I mean, i'm hey. on this I, I mean we, we we could be busting i don't know we probably just got demonetized right there that just a little bit that we say we've just got caught dmca'd we're canceled thanks for tuning in guys it was a good run yep. it was a good run they can kiss my ass anyway continue <laughs> well now we've just got a few quickets here Uh, We got some more Miles Morales gameplay. Big takeaway (gasps) from people, though, was the Spider-Verse suit. Called it. And its animation style. Y'all do go for it. I figured you'd be excited about this one as well. Called it. Yeah. Oh, God. The animation style. That's cool. That, to me, was the the mind-blowing thing. Because I honestly cannot say that I remember them adding that little detail in mm-hmm. the original game because that that into the spider-verse suit was in or peter parker should i say was in mm-hmm. the spider-man on the ps4 but this this is miles morales's suit from spider-verse and he moves like he does in the movie that that i don't want to say had like choppy. the altered frame rate a little bit and there yeah. was what the words that would pop up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's I don't like saying choppy. It's a very stylized way of moving. And I, yeah, it's I done I've... deliberately. And I don't... I feel like choppy's... It sounds I wrong. would just it say it they kind of altered the frame rate to emulate yeah. what the uh, the animation was doing. Yeah, and it, it's, it's almost like it... Um, well, because it, they were trying to make a comic book come to life. And then mm-hmm. how would you... How would you well, you'd flip. make them move or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that that little touch, that little thing, because the moment I saw it, I was like, "Is he? Oh my god, he's actually! Oh my god, that's cool! That's amazing! It's fantastic! It's it's yeah. a little touch, but it makes all the difference." It shows you the love that got put into it. Mm-hmm. It's See? not just a, a everyone's skin. yelling at Insomniac. Look what they do, man! Just let them be and let them do their thing. They're doing it because they love it. They're gonna give us cool things. These guys are. I, I true honestly and truly everything that they've done thus far for these games, they they have to be fans, absolutely one hundred percent true Spider Man fans because what well, we've we I don't want to get into it <laughs> the <laughs> things they've other, done and like a headliner said, fans, one day yeah, yeah the fans and their childishness look at everything they've done for you and are still continuing still to do. Yeah, give a damn that somebody's face got swapped, (laughs) or complaining about a suit you were already gonna get. You just couldn't relax and let them. (laughs) 
<laughs> announce it let on them, their own. Let them give it. But yeah, so that's definitely cool. Go check that out if you missed it this week. Uh, let's see, World of Warcraft Shadowlands now has a launch date in November. So if you're a WoW fan, there you go. Next mm. uh, next big thing. Um, so this is kind of news, but there wasn't a whole lot to talk about under it. So I threw it under quickets. But it uh, looks like Halo is taking another beating. I know Bloomberg yeah. reported this week that the game director, Chris Lee, has left the Halo Infinite project, and, and this was after the game was already delayed, so this is the second director Halo has lost in two mm-hmm. years. I don't know. Apparently, they're just moving on to other opportunities, so I guess Godspeed. Wish you luck. I don't know what this means for Halo, so if you're a fan, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Seems like all yeah. of us are taking a little bit of a beating. I mean, me and my my feelings with Vampire the Masquerade, I don't think it's ever going to come out either. So I feel well, your pain. I'm glad you brought that up because I've been meaning to ask you this, and I don't know why my brain hasn't gotten around to it, but that, that Vampire game that came mm-hmm. out for PlayStation Plus this month, the freebie, was it, is that the same? Actually, let is me that in look the same it up because I'm not on the... Uh, RPS Plus, because I don't even remember the last time. Coteries of New York. No. Oh, so it's okay. A different so that's one. not. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to sure. say the original one was only on PC and then kind of got discontinued and wasn't worked on anymore. And the only reason why it stayed even halfway alive is because of the fan base. They actually fixed the bugs. They put in the stuff to make it run smoother, better, faster, stronger. And I mm-hmm. think it just had this little cult following. And uh, I still recommend it. I know you can tell when you play it. It's definitely aged. I think it was like mm-hmm. 2005. But I still think it holds up pretty well. But again, I know I'm a different type of gamer. If you're into graphics and all that kind of stuff, you're probably not going to enjoy it as much. But I think it still holds up. Uh, let's see. Steam Halloween sale began this week. Godspeed to your wallets as well. I hope it makes it through. Lots of really yeah. good, cheap, cheap, cheap games over there. So something to occupy your time between now and December, maybe. Um, one thing I thought was kind of interesting uh, was the PS Plus games for next month. Yeah, yeah. Bug Snacks will be one of them, which will be brand new, released on November 12th. I wasn't super hyped for this game, but now that I know I'll get it for free, I might actually go check it out. I didn't have anything against it. It just wasn't necessarily one that I gravitated towards. Uh, But also Hollow Knight and Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor will be uh, free for next month. I thought that was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. So all quality games. Speaking of the the Bug Snacks thing, I... I'm almost positive because I was talking to Todd about this. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive that game was showcased back when they were showcasing the Xbox Series X, I like think so. as one of their games. So I think a lot of people had this assumption that it was going to be exclusive to them, and then yeah. you know, then it showed up on the PlayStation Five, and it was like, oh, cool. So it got a lot of um, flack. Like, what the hell is this game? You know. Who the shit asked for this? And I think, again, coming from the Xbox side of things, it made more sense mm-hmm. because I just seemed like an odd thing to put in on there. But on the PlayStation side, it doesn't seem that far-fetched for some reason because I think you have stuff like, uh, uh, I want to say Sackboy. Little Big Planet oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is what I mean. 
and things like that. So you have that blend of cutesy family mm-hmm. stuff and your God of War and stuff like that. So I think I'm I'm interested enough in the game that I'm I'm willing to check it out. Yeah. You know, I want to see yeah. what it what it is. I just I know everybody loves the song. Yeah. I am not one of them, so no. I kind of hope I can turn it off. <laughs> yeah. If it's in the game like that. I just I don't know. I get why some people like it, but ugh, ugh, well, I can't for it, too long. It's it like goes, bug snacks, baby bug snacks, or something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> yeah, but they just say bug snacks way too much. They did. It's like write a lyric. That's all. And one, mm. one, even just one to break it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my last quicket, Ubisoft announced this week. Wait for it. You're gonna be so shocked. A game streaming service. Oh my God. You Play Plus subscription based service is now going to be called Ubisoft Plus. And yeah, it's for their video games, but it isn't their tech. So it's a little bit interesting here. It's offered through either Amazon Luna or Google Stadia at $14.99 a month. Uh, Luna, I guess, is set to actually have all of their games and that you could subscribe for this. Kind of like, I guess, think of it like if you subscribe to Hulu, but then you add it on Showtime. So if you're subscribed to Luna, you can add on your Ubisoft Plus for $14.99 a month and have their games to play via a cloud. So Amazon Luna, if you haven't heard, is, you know, Amazon's version of cloud-based gaming that they're trying to get going. Uh, They'll have it on November 10th, which will then also uh, get the U.S. into this. I think it's just going to be a beta to start as they've uh, articulated it. And then Stadia will get Ubisoft Plus sometime later this year in 2020. So if you got Luna, you can get it in November got stadia i don't so, know why it seems like they have a hard time getting any kind of games on there <laughs> but there you go well you've just you've just raised a very interesting question because i didn't realize we had a date for luna so they've said november 10th that is mm-hmm. interesting those sons That's of bitches passed me up for a beta that i asked for you oh, no. dickheads i told them i had great internet and everything like hey well we're we're gonna have this beta program and we want to get your opinions and all this other stuff I was like cool sign me up Huh. Sons of bitches. I totally forgotten about it because I, uh, since I I've too. gotten good internet, I wanted to, I'll, I'll check them out. Why not? You know, most of them have like a free 30 day or free two weeks or something like that. Just to check out the tech, see how it works yeah. from somebody who has internet that can run it. Um, to give it, I guess, a fair review of it when yeah. you have all the system requirements. Anyway, I got, I got, I got a truth or trash for you. What you got? All right. So, November 9th is Microsoft's big pre-launch event. But they've already started the rumor mill that they're announcing their last big acquisition on November 9th. They bought up someone else. What do you think? If they're doing a pre-show something or other, absolutely. They have... Now... Do we have an idea who it might be? Are there names floating around? I mean, I kind of floated one in another another truth or trash maybe a few weeks ago. Okay, so it would be... I'm going to say my guess is Ubisoft. I just Not, think it would be hilarious. 
not if Ubisoft. <laughs> the only reason that I would laugh maniacally. <laughs> I'm going to say no to Ubisoft mainly because you just mentioned their streaming service, unless that's right. just their new model that they're trying to shift gears with. Because I don't know, that seems. I feel like I feel like Microsoft is in this is in this spot, and this is just my own personal opinion. Where they're like, we're gonna throw everything against the wall this time mm-hmm. and see what sticks. <laughs> but we're going I do, all in, baby. I will agree. Okay, here's here's a thought. I'm gonna break it down. My this okay. is where my brain's going. Let's see if I can predict the future. That's what it needs to be. That's a new segment on this show. Can Stephen predict the future? Because I've done it before. You've been nailing it this year. All right. So here's here's what I'm thinking. There will be an acquisition announcement. That acquisition announcement comes with games, big games. Mm-hmm. There will be a new game coming with this acquisition, but there will also be a back library of games that will be announced to be immediately available on launch day on that Xbox Series X or Series S. So it's just like, hey, this is still coming, but look what you can play right now. And series S or Series X because we or can play all, them all them. baby and because we own them you get them right here boom and that's what it'll boil down to I, I, like I actually could see that happening too Excellent. throwing down your your gauntlet if you will saying what do you got Sony what you got Sony what you got With I'm your sure bug they're, snacks they're... They're <laughs> bug snacks. We're giving it away for free. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm, mm, mm. That's, that's uh, my anyway. Thought. So that's what I got this week. We didn't have a whole lot, but there was some stuff for us to chat about. So as as always, I'm in the dark about what our what our big headliner will be for this week. So he's giving would me you, a weird look. Would you Would you like me to to inform you of our headliner? Because let me tell you. What I've dug up this week. I don't think we're going to get to everything this week. That's the amazing part of this. Okay, I know. I know that, you know, in the past we've done a lot of two, three, four, five, six parters. But, hey, that was for the interest of science and music. This, Mm -hmm. I'm telling a story again. I'm telling you a tale of, of yesteryear which I enjoy doing on this podcast every now and again. But what was interesting about it is when when I started doing the research about this story, it really expanded out. And I, first of all, I'm going to go ahead and say this, not that he'll ever hear it, but maybe he will. Uh, there was a, a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Marr mm-hmm. who has a blog that went into massive detail about numerous things uh game related history gaming history related so i think he's you would classify him as a gaming historian mm-hmm. uh, i'll i'll put a link to his blog down beneath because he helped flesh out some of the details uh that i was kind of muddled on when i started doing my research i was just like i feel like this is too simple and i'm still going to make it too simple i'm condensing what he wrote because his I, we'd be here all day so I'm really, really trying to condense it, but also try to make sure that I'm doing the story justice. Sure. And that's why I say we're not going to get to all the details today because 
I'm trying to focus in on one part, but then there was another part that was just so interesting that I felt like it had to be separate. Gotcha. Well, okay. All right. It's exciting. So let me get my coffee ready. Settle it. <laughs> As, as we've done in the past, we've talked about video games uh, of uh, mainly those developers from the past. You know, who who we've seen in the past. We've talked about Atari. We've talked about uh, Data East. Uh, those are just two that come to mind mainly because they're mm-hmm. in the story in some way. <laughs> <laughs> but we've talked about uh, sure video game developers and why they're not relevant anymore for whatever reason or another and i really dug deep when i was trying to think of who to talk about this week and i dug up a name that i was not all that familiar with and it really led me uh down a rabbit hole of a story that i didn't realize existed but we have actually touched on before interesting all right so In the 1970s, when none of us were alive, video games were beginning to invade the culture. I can at least say that. Yeah. I mean, I was like right at the ass end. So if I kind of wanted to be. (laughs) Yeah. I can't really say I was alive in the 70s, except for maybe like two months. (laughs) I was there. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I was there (laughs) just briefly. I just wanted to roll in the end of the decade, you know? Uh, arcades at this time were popular hotspots. Atari te- and television were satiating the home market. Arcades, uh, ColecoVision, oh, you know, yeah, Midway, yeah, yeah. And, and, and all these other big developers. Or, I mean, they were just eating it up at the, at the, the arcades and the home market. Tech companies, they wanted to get in this, on this action. They, they saw the viability. They saw the money. They chased it down. If you recall, the business became so big that in 1983, it all crashed. Thank you, oh, yeah. Atari. You're responsible mm. for that. I don't give a shit what anyone says. <laughs> push them out. Push them out. Push them out. So with so many companies in the mix, you might be forgiven if there were a few you didn't hear about. And today, we're going to talk about one of those that I personally was not all that familiar with, but I'm I'm almost positive I would have had to have seen them somewhere, okay. but it was not uh, as memorable as something like Capcom or Konami or something like that when I was a mm-hmm. kid, because I wasn't playing their games. <laughs> right. Uh, gather around, children. Let me tell you a tale of clashing ideas, copyright infringements, and the struggle to remain relevant. Oh, all things come around again. No. <laughs> This is the story of epics. Does that Ooh. name sound familiar to you? I mean, I think I think I've heard of them. E P Y X, epics. Oh, E P Y X. No, yeah. actually. Epic. All when right. You said well, epic. I was like, oh, this will be interesting. But epics, no. I've not heard of that either. So in the late 70s, John Freeman and Jim Connolly met at a D&D game. Freeman was a published writer, while Connolly was a bit of a programmer. Connolly had purchased a Commodore Pet. P-E-T. Do you, have, do you remember the Commodores? Uh, Big old yes. clunky ass yes. <laughs> home computer <laughs> console. It was basically looking. a word processor that had paint program and Oregon mm-hmm. Trail if you were a good kid. Yep. <laughs> now, 
He purchased this Commodore pet uh, solely for the purpose of bookkeeping his D&D matches. Didn't know you could do that, but uh, cool. Sure, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Connolly was attempting to create a game for the sole purpose of a tax write-off. Sounds like a lot of game companies today, (laughs) doesn't it? I'm telling you. It, and <laughs> it all started in the beginning. <laughs> and John Freeman, he kind of wanted in on that action, so together they kind of combined their talents and created the company Automated Simulations and their first title, Starfleet Orion, which is technically considered to be the first commercial space-themed war game for a PC. Now, the game's basic code, not... Basic, like, oh my god, you're a basic bitch because you like pumpkin spice. No, basic, (laughs) as in, like, the computer code basic. Mm -hmm. It allowed for easy porting for this game to be on other systems, which helped the game get around and, you know, made the boys a little bit of scratch. Following the game's modest success, they followed it up with Invasion Orion, then the more successful Temple of Apshai. And I hope I'm saying that right. I kept looking at that word so many times, and I thought it was ash pie or something like that. And I was like, no, the P is first, Oof. so it's apshai. Apshai. Temple okay. of apshai. That's what it looks <laughs> like to me. Uh, it sold over 20,000 copies. And I know that sounds like meager numbers by today's standards, but back then, this was a fresh market. I mean, that, that was a hit. Yeah. So uh, it was actually... Uh, named the game was named the best computer game by every publication at the time, and I'm not really sure what it is even to this to this moment in time talking about it. I, was I know it's say, some like, sort of... it sounds like vaguely, but I mean there were so many things that probably could have shared that name. <laughs> and I mean it sounds like it would be really really cool, and then when you go back and look at it, it's just nothing but a text-based stimulator. You're just like, oh god, it's. It's not as cool I as it sounded. I used to like those, though. I know. But we didn't know much different at right. the time. Now, while the first two titles were more simulation-type ty- games, Temple of Apshai leaned into action territory, which led Connolly and Freeman to create the brand name Epics to use for this new genre they'd kind of stumbled into. Now, this series led to creation of a brand also led to the creation of an additional label known as Dungeon Quest, which is D-U-N-J-O-N, which I guess is kind of like a combo of their names or something. Dungeon Quest. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it got it, but it just... Uh, it now looks... I kind of hope so, but... Yeah. yeah. I, I, wanted, I wanted to make sure that I spelt that out because... If I just said Dungeon Quest, you'd be like, oh, because Dungeon. No. Dungeon totally where my brain went. Yep. Quest. Uh, this was used for the game's, te- or the game Temple of Apshai and its two subsequent sequels, as well as additional titles in a very similar series of games. They weren't that, but might as well have been. Okay. Now, the company was doing pretty well, and they churned out game after game under Epic's. Uh, putting a spin on the Apshai formula each time. However, Freeman was getting tired of it all. He saw the potential growth of the engine that they had created, uh, and he was kind of eager to update it. However, Connolly was content with, you know, the money-making machine they had, and he's like, no, why, why are we going to mess with this? Let's just keep right. churning them out. Let's just keep pumping the money through, because mm-hmm. money! He sounds money. like he works for EA. Yeah. <laughs> 
With his refusal to change, Freeman left the company to pursue his own endeavors, leaving Connolly holding the reins all alone. And eventually his tried and true method of money making was becoming stale and the well Aww. was drying up. How? I would have never guessed that would happen. You mean the creativity and quality declining didn't mean they were going to make more money? No, no, absolutely uh-huh. not. Who would have saw that coming? So Connolly became desperate and he reached out to uh, a venture capitalist group, which led to the company being managed by someone else. Enter Michael Katz. These two immediately clashed <laughs> because, you know, power struggles and all that. You know, you know. And Connolly said, screw it. And he bailed out too. And he started his own dev team that continued to work under Epic, which kind of seemed bizarre. But okay. uh, I guess it was just kind of, it's like, well, I don't have to listen to you. I mean, you can still publish my games, but right? I, I'm, I'm gonna, my I'm boss go over now. Here. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come over here and screw you. Uh, but unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, uh, right. that, that company didn't last very long and it faded away into obscurity, so much so that I couldn't even find a name for it. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. But I'm sure it's out there. Maybe I just didn't look hard enough. Anyway, with Cats left with no programmers because, you know, Connolly took them all with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needed to kind of find a lifeline to save this company since they've just invested their money into it. Luckily, some of his venture capitalist owners uh, had ownerships in Starpath, which is a company that several programmers and engineers had with a, uh, they had a little bit of financial woes of their own. So they were kind of, I won't say desperate, but they were like, hey, you know, we, we, we could use a little help here. Uh, they had uh, a game at a CES. Do you remember those? Vaguely. Consumer Electronic Show, I think is what it was called. Yes! Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a game showcased at the CES that was going on at the time, and Epics uh, was nabbed, or they nabbed it to publish it. Uh, it became a huge hit, and the image of the company... I'm trying to figure out where I went because I thought I had the name of this game. I think it was called Jumpman? Maybe I, I missed that. I'm almost positive it was Jumpman. Which sounds like a lawsuit. Keep that in mind, okay? Because that was Mario's name. Remember that? Anyway. I was just going to say, I'm like... Mm. I'm going... I'm, I'm, uh, let me get back on track. So anyway, the game became <laughs> a huge hit. I'm almost positive it was called Jumpman. Cats uh, wanted this image for epics. This is what kind of led to that image. He took the merger of Starpath, since this was a hit, he merged Starpath within the brand, or the, the company, as it were. And instead of being automated simulations, they became epics, as opposed to it just being a label or a brand of games that they had. Mm-hmm. So now, automated simulations was epics. They had this whole new plan in motion with this new development team. Games were being developed brought in under the umbrella became huge hits for the company you had games like impossible mission huh because uh, that, that, the, that, the that's hit also of a, the day well i mean we're we're, we're talking about you know uh, <laughs> i mean it sounds close to something I, you, think? I, you know but it's it's different enough it I is suppose. different it's yeah. it's impossible mission not mission impossible it is you know just yeah I, that 
I'm trying to figure out how that makes the difference. I mean, it doesn't really, but hey, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't get sued. They didn't use the name. That's true. <laughs> but hey, it became one of the company's best sellers. Uh, then you had Summer Games, which was kind of an unofficial Olympics-based event game. Uh, which kicked off a very lucrative franchise that we will actually touch on uh, a little bit more later on. Maybe not right now, but uh, I might mention them again but, uh, next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, in fact, one attempt that they made uh, in trying to tweak that game series uh, kind of made it feel stale and boring and kind of removed a little bit of the wit and whimsy that made it so charming. But again, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Okay. As it were. Now, 1987, it seemed to be a bit of a fateful year for the company, uh, for good or for ill, depending on how you look at it. Somehow surviving the great crash of 83, the company was still chugging along, celebrating the release of California Games, which was the fifth entry into their game series. And the now CEO of the company, Gilbert Freeman, who is in no relation to John Freeman, just happened to be a coincidence, laid out his vision of the company uh, and what he wanted. But again, we'll, we'll touch on that some other time. Uh, <laughs> All these little little breadcrumbs yeah. for us to well, follow. Little breadcrumbs. They, they will come back around in the best possible way. Uh, but another thing that happened in 87 is Epix found itself embroiled in a lawsuit with uh, developer Data East, which we did mention. I had to go back and look at this because it was like, if we talked about Data East, did I, I bring that up? It sounds familiar. And I did go back. I, I did you? Okay. I briefly mentioned that there was a lawsuit with Epic Games or Epics Games. Epics. Yes. And what would that be? Well, if you recall, Data East had a game known as Karate Champ. And it was a little. Uh, white karate guy or not white as in his skin color he had a he had a white uh what do they call him gi gi there you go a yeah. white gi and then the the gi on the other side he had a red gi and you had okay. these two gis fighting each other <laughs> <laughs> in the dojo and they had their the kicks and the moves and the the karate they're just doing karate at one another and then whoever won the karate, karate. match they won well, Epics had a game called World Karate Championship. Because of course they did. Yeah. And both games had very, very similar features. Uh, Fifteen very similar features, in fact. Uh, these features were from anything from the move sets, uh, the color palettes. I mean... Straight up took the assets and <laughs> put it in. Yeah, I mean, and in fact, so much so that these features led to a ruling from the U.S. District Courts siding with Data East and ordered Epics to recall all copies of World Karate Champion Chip. Uh, However, Epics filed an appeal to the U.S. Court of Appeals of the Ninth Circuit and asked that Data East prove that they had, in fact, stolen their code and ripped them off thereby proving full infringement of all copyrights. Now, obviously, there was no such proof, because they did. Uh, They just happened to be two similar ideas existing simultaneously. Uh, In fact, (laughs) 
the very similarities of each game are a direct reference to the sport itself. You, I mean, it's karate. How, I mean, what other ways are you going to portray karate? I, I, I guess that's fair. Okay. But I'm sure, like, the likenesses and stuff. <laughs> I mean, they could have changed maybe the, the color of the gi. Yeah, you know, maybe. put their own unique way of, of presenting sure. it. But, but, but you know. Maybe that's maybe that's something part of karate that we don't know. I don't know. That's, this could be. True. I don't know. So, but I'm not an expert. The Ninth Circuit reversed the decision from the district court, and while this decision really didn't do anything substantial for Epics, uh, it did kind of allow them to get their game back on the shelf, and it did set a new precedent in copyright law known as the Look and Feel lawsuit. So. Your if your game, it's it's very slippery. I feel like that should have been named different, but okay. Let's mm. continue. The idea is, you can have similar things, but if you're not ripping it off directly, then you're probably not violating any kind of copyrights. Which just gives lawyers all sorts of free reign for loopholes. But okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what it really boils down to. So, yep. kind of, if you're listening, like, a great example of this that I, I always like to, to think about is in The Simpsons. Like, if they're trying to invoke a certain movie or a certain feel, they'll play a tune that sounds very, very close to what they're trying to enforce or trying to get you to think about, but it's off ever so slightly. Okay. And so you're just like, hey, that kind of sounds like the, the theme from Game of Thrones, but it, it's not. But it sounds like very, very, very Queen close. This is Vanilla Ice kind of yeah. thing. No, I added two more da-da-da-da. So mm. it's totally new, man. So it's different. Totally it's not the same. Yeah. It, not it's the same. pretty much in that I'm sure that's how he got out of that. Probably. Yeah, it's <laughs> Probably. the look and feel. Epics is what allowed Vanilla Ice to rip off Queen. And I'm telling you, we would have never had that banging song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironically, out of all this, outside of, you know, Queen and Vanilla Ice, <laughs> is <laughs> Epics win actually worked in favor of Data East when Capcom came knocking on their door, attempting to sue them for infringement over the game Fighter's History. Citing that it was too close to Street Fighter. So, 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 Data East sued Epics mm-hmm. because of it being too close, and then they now paved the way for them to get sued for the same thing about one of their games. Pretty much. Awesome. Amazing. I mean, it's just kind of, I smile a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, even after this win, Epics was on the verge of collapse. They had remained dependent on the Commodore, which was uh, falling by the wayside at this point. Yeah. Uh, Mainly because at this point in time, in the 80s, Nintendo was killing it. 84 Mm -hmm. and on, Nintendo was the company. They were a monster force that no one wanted to mess with. And while they easily could have jumped on board the Nintendo train, Epics, like uh, several other developers, had taken issue with Nintendo's licensing policies and said, no, not us. We shall never. 
And realizing that the Commodore is doomed, and choosing to forego the leading brand, a new option had to come to the table, otherwise it was all over. Right. But instead of waiting for a savior, the group over at Epics decided to change fate on their own terms. Change it they did, but at what cost? That is the story for next week. To be continued. I'm like invested. Rude. Oh, (laughs) next week. Rude. This could be one of those situations where the story next week's not going to be as good. Oh my God, the story next week is fantastic. I got so, so excited. Like, I was just like into it. And I was like, I just got to make sure that I'm, because there were so many details. I was like, I can't leave this stuff out. Yeah. So when I realized how much I had to say, I was like, I can't sugar, like gloss over this bit. This is, this is huge. This is important. I've got to talk about this next week. So now you know well, what I to can't look wait. forward Personally, to. Personally, I can't wait. Now I want to know. Cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. And, and even the way I'm framing it, you just wait. I'm going to blow your mind. I, I'm I can't wait. Mind. I'm excited. Let's see how this goes. Now, granted, like, all I, of you, <laughs> granted, all of you could go read this <laughs> on the blog, but don't do that. I'm don't do to, that. Yeah. I'm trying to frame it in a way that you're going to be excited to come back and listen to all this. Right? Right? Don't mm-hmm. you want to just be told a nice story in a fun way? Right? Right? Hopefully I mean, I can I'm find, in it. Yeah. Hopefully I can find some music from these these games, like Summer Games and, and World Karate. Just get us all shut down. Championship that you can <laughs> hear in the background. It's probably all terrible. Music. We're just going to have to hum it now. I don't mm. know. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a tune. <laughs> I, I'll go with it. Sure. It's it is now. Mm-hmm. So uh get the rights to it. Done. It's the world we live in. <laughs> Gotta get the rights to it right away. Someone'll steal it and sue you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, excellent. Well, that's a fun story. Hopefully you guys will tune back next week to get the end of it, because I know I'm in it. I want to see how this ends up. I don't get to know either, just so you know. I'm completely in the dark. Although I'll just brag. I'll get to know like maybe a day before you, but that's, true. that's just, that's just the magic of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show, mm-hmm. everybody. You can hit us up sometime on Twitter at super mega crash, or you can even send an email to super mega crash at gmail.com. You can find us over on Instagram, view the weekly icon art that Steven puts all of his time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform. And you can be as cool as Bunny and go to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Chip in a buck. Catch some cool stuff early. Tell your friends to find us on Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Or you could search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. Thank you so much for listening. I am Lacey O'Finley. And I am Stephen White. You could join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.